Check, check, one, two. We are back. All in check podcast. I'm your girl, Stace Fresh. And I'm ARS. This is episode six. Yeah. So what are we going to name this episode? Don't believe the hype. What? Yeah. That's all we do these days. We just believe the hype. Yep. We sure do. Gotta stop buying that bullshit they selling you, bruh. Basically how, uh, I mean, we just thought up. Of this episode because of the whole Kanye West rant that was going on. It was actually crazy because I told Stace about the topic way before that happened. Then that happened, and then like all then kinds like, of events started happening, and we're like, "What? Like, this yeah, is that ties into it." Yeah, it's kind of crazy how it happened. Um, so go ahead. So we took a break last week. So you know, this uh, Kanye West story has you know, it's probably like. It's Old probably news dying to out. you guys yeah. now, but um, we're gonna bring it back up. Um, I know a lot of people are upset with Kanye, but this is like his. This is his thing. This is what he does, and I don't know why everyone acts so surprised or they're so threatened by his actions. I understand what his um way of thinking and the way he's approaching things and how he's talking and the lives he's. You know, he he's disrupting a lot of people's lives by his actions and what he's saying. But I, I'm i not surprised by his stunts at all. I'm not shocked. I'm not surprised. Like I said, it doesn't he's he's doing what he's doing because he's doing exactly what he wants to do. And I don't know, I guess it's freedom of speech, I guess you could say. I'm not going to sit there and say he's completely crazy. Because anyone that knows how to make lots of money and is smart and has everyone all pissed off and he's marketing and he's using all these tools. Like, who, what rap artist, you know, easily just walks up in TMZ and gets to talk and do all that in TMZ's building? Mm-hmm. Like, you don't really see people get the key like that and get to go inside and do what he's doing. He's just using all these platforms to market himself and to create a larger buzz for him. And I also just think on the subject, uh, if you guys haven't seen the the um, interview with Charlemagne, that's pretty good. Um, I feel like it gives a better insight. Or maybe he could be playing this character or doing whatever. I don't know. Like, I have this conversation with people uh, like my boy Luda that I work with. And, um, and my thing is, is like, as an artist or someone in the public eye, you can create a facade or be a character all you want and no and you can be like this is who I really am. But in your mind, you know damn well that you're just portraying a character, but the whole world or the public eye may see you as this character, but inside that may not be who you are. You're just playing this role and you're winning at that role. You get what I'm saying, Stace or not? Yeah, like uh it's just a persona he presents to the to the masses. Yeah, exactly. But behind closed doors, he's another person. It's like an ego that he puts on. Mm-hmm. That's how I kind of see a things. alter ego. Exactly. Like, that's how I see kind of like, I don't want to say every artist or every public figures like that. But I think a lot of these artists, even the ones that claim like the real thuggish, thuggish ones or the extra pretty boys or the extra, the people that are doing like the most, some of them probably don't really technically live like that, but some of them figured out how they're going to win, you know, like and how they're going to draw the masses and how they're going to draw the youth into liking them 
is by, you know, maneuvering a certain way or operating a certain way that is trendy. And mm-hmm. if you do what's trendy and the masses flock to that, you may not even truly believe in what you're doing. You just know it works and gets you paid. So you're going to do whatever it takes. Yeah. But. I mean, and even like we've seen it like in radio, it's like the on air personalities sometimes are extra bubbly in a certain way, like that they present themselves over the airwaves. But behind closed doors, it's like they're like, eh, like all energy <laughs> low, all depressed and shit. Yeah, it, it it mental health is a serious issue that that I think we shouldn't take lightly. And I think people are afraid to talk about it. And I think people are afraid to to truly be themselves. And then what's tough is that I think people use social media to express themselves and they'll break down mentally on these platforms before actually coming clean or coming to someone close by before they totally have a meltdown. You get what I'm saying? Instead of telling someone close to you that you're about to meltdown, you you resort to doing it on social media and it causes like... I don't know. I if you don't care what the way people look at you, then you shouldn't worry about what people are gonna think. You're just venting. But I think we've turned to venting and turned to everyone. Pretty much is like an artist or is a entrepreneur or is some sort of public figure. Once we got on to social media, everyone's pretty much expressing themselves yeah. or everyone feels entitled to wanting to share their life, which is totally fine because some people have it for family purposes friends purposes they've moved overseas they moved far away they they want to be able to share their moments with family or and friends which is totally fine but then there's the majority of everyone else who just want to say hey my life's better than yours or look what i'm doing that you're not doing or simply just want to share and grow followers and i guess be some sort of um yeah something so i just think before you resort to venting out to the world i think it's okay to talk about it or speak about it or at least share with others so it could help them but i think holding it in and then just freaking acting out it's i don't know a lot of uh, it'll be like a domino effect after that, I think. And it's like exactly what happened lately with Kanye. It's like he hadn't been on Twitter in a while. And then we started seeing all these uh, Twitter postings that he was sending out. And they all were kind of like, like, oh, he's back on Twitter. OK. And now he's saying like certain things that were like, huh? Like yeah, he was I- saying like get rid of everything and then you know his wife kim followed him back and she was like joking about it she's like everything even the kids like you know and then it escalated next thing you know he's wearing a make america great again hat and it's like everyone just lost their minds so like his own friends unfollowed him and you know he was probably just doing it for i mean I don't know. Have you heard his his uh, answer as to why he did it? Um, I mean, obviously, he is a Trump like supporter in a way on the business standpoint. Where he where he's coming from on that is he's taking he's like. Like on an on his point of view is like before things get better, it's going to get worse. And he's like, I think he's kind of trying to also win the like he's. If you watch the interview, he's, like, touching on a lot of topics that people may not have known. And I don't know, like, 
exactly word for word. It's like an hour and a half long the interview. It, yeah, it's yeah. it's really good. Um, I recommend you guys watch that. Then you guys have a better understanding. Then you guys could go ahead and keep judging him at that point. But I don't know what his plans are, what he's doing or why he's doing it. But I just feel like he's thinking beyond and beyond and beyond and he's reaching. But that's what people do who are trying to be highly successful or the best. Or maybe he's not in the limelight no more. So he's trying to do anything and everything to get back in that spot. I don't know. You know what I mean? So, But that interview will give you a better understanding where he's coming from. But I think I don't think he agrees with everything the man that runs his country is doing. But I think from a business standpoint, he vibes with that, that, that dude's decisions on business things. Um, I mean, like there's he certain said, things like that he agrees with. And there's a lot of things that he disagrees with. And Charlemagne just kept telling him like, um, I have a, I have a good feeling that your mom would not like your decision on, um, siding with Donald Trump. Like he kept telling him that. And it was like funny. Cause it's like, it looked like, he was getting pissed off because he's probably looking at him like, how are you going to tell me what my mom, you know, when you talk about someone's parents, especially their mother, that's like you're you're stepping on boundaries you shouldn't be going on. And he was just like, well, um, I like to think different. Or he kept saying that, but you could tell I was getting bothered by it, but he tried not to get like upset. Yeah. But Charlemagne was just like so like, you know, being that. The way, I don't know, I just feel like, this is just me again, like, so whoever's listening, this is my opinion. And this was something I was listening to on, um, I think, NPR Radio or something. It was a podcast I was listening to, and they had brought up a good topic. And it was talking about when Trump came into office, all it did, in a sense, is in some form or another, regardless of what anyone says, there's prejudice there towards certain people and the way he talks about certain cultures mm-hmm. and certain people and certain type of Americans. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of prejudice in like in his attitude and in his words, the way he carries himself. And what it did was allow people to feel comfortable being prejudiced. Or and th- this is this is things from specialists and people who talk about this and the power of your words are so important, especially when you're on a huge platform. And that's what they're saying is that all it did was allow people to that were prejudiced to come out of their box and be more openly prejudiced. Yeah. And also the people that were semi-prejudiced, it made them feel a little bit more comfortable with, with themselves. Like, well, at least I'm not that bad. At least I'm not doing stuff like that or talking about them like that. Maybe I may not like a certain group, but at least I'm not that shitty of a person. So that's all it did. It gave comfort to some people. And it also made people be like, hell yeah, that's what I want. And this is exactly what I wanted. This is he's saying all the things I wish I could have said. So it's saying all the people that are in the closet about their true feelings towards every minority and culture group in America. And it and it just allowed them to show their true colors now. And then for the people that were have some form or another of prejudice in them, all it did was just make them feel a little bit better about themselves so that they don't feel so guilty feeling yeah. the way they do and most of the time to me honestly um i think people are prejudiced or racist because they don't understand the culture and they don't want to give it time to understand we're we're i think too and they're afraid um i think when you're afraid to learn another culture when you don't know something or you're like ignorant to something you become afraid of it or standoffish from it and you don't want to give it most people are afraid to try new things is what i'm trying to say mm-hmm. so if you never really 
try uh, being in someone else's shoes or not necessarily that. But if you don't ever try something new, then you'll never know. And that's why you just grow ignorant to things. That's why it's always good to try to challenge your brain or to live a little bit, explore yeah. different things. So you kind of see because everyone's situation's different. But at the end of the day, we're all human. And I mean, like the tough thing uh, about like him winning that election is that prior to that, when, you know, Obama was in office and everything, we had all these like social issues happening during that time. And during the time that we were having uh, that election, you had the shootings that, you know, they were getting brought out to light and things were starting to be done and, and put in the media as to like try to stop um you know like the black shootings whatever happened in in charlotte as soon as he got into presidency it kind of felt like all of that didn't matter anymore like if because of because he was voicing that like prejudice opinion and you know like i don't want to say I'm just going to fucking say it like all the white people that were racist or prejudiced in some kind of way clinged on and uh, to him and were like, yeah, we're going to vote for him. Like he knows exactly what we're talking about. Like, you know, it kind of made it like seem like like some kind of hope was lost mm -hmm. in trying um, to actually like work on those issues, because now our president, the president that you know, we have in office kind of doesn't give a fuck about the minorities. You know, he hasn't really talked about, you know, he's from what I've heard, he's only talked down on minorities. You know, there's still uh, yeah, shootings the, happening the, and he hasn't talked about yeah, it. The, the thing is, too, is like if you're going to talk about a certain group, you're like you're talking about a percentage, like a small percentage of of a group and you're saying that they're rapist or they you know like you're for instance they're coming from the, from from mexico they're just like oh they're taking people's jobs they're doing this and that it's always something like i understand like america itself is already packed and it's getting harder and things are changing but at the same time like america was built from immigrants it was built on mm -hmm. immigration you know like Everyone came from somewhere to get here. Unless you're a native or an indigenous person from North America, you and your ancestors came from somewhere. Even you white people, <laughs> you guys are fucking immigrants. You guys came from fucking England and Britain and whatever fucking country. Like <laughs> this was this was Indian native land and Mexican land before you guys conquered California or New Mexico or whatever the fuck, you know? Yeah. So it's like uh, like okay i don't know but it's that's like, kind of like, like the the points that they were bringing up to kanye like in those interviews i think they mentioned it in the charlemagne um interview and they mentioned it somewhere else when they're like we're taking aback at the fact that you're uh going out here supporting someone that has made it very clear that they don't stand for for you for your color for your people mm -hmm. so it's like a slap in the face to the culture to the culture yeah. and to our to our ethnic group and that's what the tmz uh reporter brought up like you know i'm very disappointed yeah you exactly. know because it's like we should be standing he kind of you know, made it a that, point like we should be standing is, together I think that threw him off because he he's probably the first person to just check him I'm probably not well publicly you know what i'm saying yeah i'm sure people do i don't think he was expecting that yeah exactly 
I think people because the way he came, he he was well educated and well spoken in how he came at him, as as I'm sure he should have been, and he did, and he checked them real quick, and 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 I give him props for that because it's like everyone's opinionated and you got to respect it, but it's like facts are facts, and if people are gonna, people should speak their mind, and I feel like we're at a place where people are highly sensitive, and and that's coming from me being on a level of artistry or i'm a, like how he said uh what is it uh he said he calls it hsp i think or something but it's like highly or rs i forgot what he said but it's like highly sensitive people or whatever and kanye was saying that's how he is um i feel to be honest i feel like i'm in that boundaries because i'm like i create i do certain things and it's tough to take um someone else's opinion or um what what was I gonna say? Not just the opinion, but someone's um feedback on mm-hmm. certain things you do and sometimes it could it could really fuck you up, but it, it could also encourage you and help you do better. Mm-hmm. You always want feedback, whether it's positive or negative, and you could see kind of where you can grow or learn from it. And the problem is I think in our generation right now, we have a hard time dealing with other people's opinions because everyone's so opinionated or everyone's so outspoken, but the thing is is I think we're we're not doing a lot of research on half the shit we talk about these days. Everyone's just trying to be so and informative. You know what I'm like saying? It's like media based. It's like a lot of like even the younger generation. It's like you believe everything that's on social media. Yeah, and a lot or of that's where you get your information from. Yeah, and exactly. It's not always facts. A lot of the content that we're being fed is is also manipulated. It's it's edited. Um, there's it's really hard to find facts nowadays. You have to do a lot of legwork. Which is totally fine, but the thing is, is that people aren't willing to do that no more. But so a lot of the stuff that we're being informed on, and it just seems like everything's so watered down, and more or less the masses are okay with it, and then they're just feeding into it, and then the people that are really trying to look for it are looking like nuts because they're they're really doing their research and trying to get the facts to everything. But mm-hmm. I just feel like we're in a place where I think a lot of people. A lot of people are sensitive, especially people who create and people who are uh, free spirited. And in a sense, people that that I guess know more people that are actually awake. I feel like they're sensitive people. Some are really tough people, but I feel like they're sensitive people because they know like what's really they're really alive to and an alert to what's going on around them. And they feel like their input matters and i believe it does matter especially if you know what's going on and you know what's going on in your community you know what's going on in politics like i feel i feel like your input matters and you are important person because you're trying to 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 add value to what's going on and not be be a, a bigger problem and and i feel like for people like that it's 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 tough because everyone's so strung out on like my opinion matters your opinion ain't shit and that's that's the problem like it's so dope to be in this country because we are technically free. And at the end of the day, anyone in this world is free, but it's all your it's your mindset. It's re- it really is your mindset and where you're at. Um, you know how um, so when he went off on the TMZ thing, uh, he did say that slavery was a choice. That was like the big thing that yeah, sparked that, it off. That was crazy. And yeah, that was crazy because it's like really like, and I think that's what really triggered, um, you know, that guy think, to. I just think check if him. he if he was if he's trying to. But he went back to what you just said, like 
uh, you know, what did you say? Like the mindset. Yes. Like we're technically. He said we all choose our reality. So mm-hmm. that's not the reality that I live in. Slavery was a choice. But mm-hmm. it's like there's facts and then there's what you you decide to believe in your head. Yeah, exactly. But you can't dismiss the fact that slavery was not a choice. It was like your people were being oppressed. You cannot say that when there's hurt and there's, you know, years of still being taken, you know, not being, um, you know, not having justice in this country like he can't say that like he's hurting an entire you know his people and a lot of minorities when he says something like that why because it's a lot of people look up to him he is a role model you Mm -hmm. know and when he says these things the younger generation that might not be as educated are they gonna look at what's being taught are you know, at the in the history lessons at school, what's quote unquote boring, or are they gonna listen to Kanye and say, yeah, and go no. with the trendy shit like slavery was a choice? No, you get me. I, I really think that there's a lot that the problem is is the way the education system set up is they aren't really educating people on the true history on what what really did take place they'll give you a a, like a piece of it they'll give you a percentage of it and they're not really breaking down what what really went down in history and i feel like that's important people really need to do the history like in the public school system you know yeah exactly you know like um you know how when we go to elementary school middle school we only touch certain topics when it comes to mexican-american history certain topics on like um black history and then, you know, we learn all about whatever happened in this country and how we conquered it. But when you go to college and you're and you take like those oh, yeah, those really, history lessons yeah. that are specific to your ethnic group or to a, a, another ethnic group, you learn a lot of shit. Because I took Chicano studies and I was all like, whoa, like <laughs> our people were really powerful. Like we went through a lot of shit, too, in this country that's oh, yeah. similar to also what black people went through maybe not as intense as they did but we do have a lot of similarities that's why you know when i um you know sometimes when there's like you know when a lot a lot a lot of the protesting and a lot of the the marching and a lot of the gathering and a lot of the coming together that that has a lot to do and almost everything to do with mlk and what he did Mm -hmm. and that's what people fail to realize sometimes because some people are out there causing havoc and don't realize it and i'm talking about from every walk of life but those protests and those walks like where do you think it originated from you know what i'm saying like people are doing that now and people are striking and people are standing up for what they believe in but where do you think that all originated from you know what i'm saying like it took a lot of sacrifice and it took a lot of people to come together and to lay the foundation for that stuff. And it still needs a lot of work because we're still seeing it in America. There still isn't an equality. It's it's still a lot of things that could be worked on. And there's still a lot of injustice, which we can't. It, I don't know if it'll ever be cool. There's nothing in the world that it's going to ever be perfect. But it needs a lot of work. And I think that it could get better. But... Who knows, really, though? Like, who really knows? Like, we don't know the answers. But all I know is that it it could definitely get better. And we went 
definitely left field with this, but I think it was a good topic. But the thing <laughs> is, it's just like bring it back, bring the, it back. No, but like the whole mental mental health is serious, and I feel like a lot of us deal with that, like issues with that, and it's because it's due to probably the way you view yourself. The way you view yourself in public and where you feel you're at, like socially, where you feel like you're at in so in like in the social world and where you feel like you should be seated at. Like um, it could be financial wise, it can be um, position wise in life or society. And I feel like that has a lot to do with our ego and has a lot to do with how we how we feel about ourselves. Not only that, but. Issues we've gone through as children from the beginning till where we're at now as adults, experiences, relationships, um, any type of um, trauma. The, the problem is, is there's a lot of people with PTSD and they and when you hear that, people just think that there's soldiers that are affected from it. And there are a lot of soldiers that are affected from it, but it's not just soldiers. It could be women. It could be men. It could be children from seeing something very traumatic from something that happened in their home, something that happened to them personally, or some type of they've been a victim to something. And there's mm -hmm. a lot of people who suffer from that and they grow up and they may not think that's why they have anxiety. They may not think like why there's all these issues, but there is a lot of issues that stem from that. And then so you're dealing with a whole bunch of people out here in the world who've dealt, dealt with some sort of trauma. I'm not saying everybody, but I'm saying there's a good handful of people who've dealt with some sort of illness or issue that caused them to be or feel the way they feel. So or that, insecurity. Yeah, exactly. You know, so. and and just to bring it back to what we originally had a plan for this episode, it's like. We idolize these celebrities a lot, a lot of the time, and mm -hmm. you know, everyone's just looking on Instagram and what are they wearing? What do they got? How can I, you know, find something similar to that? They must have such a great life. And mind you, we do this too. Like we're on. Like yeah. I don't know about states, but. I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm addicted to my phone, bro. And I'm upset with myself. 24 7. 24 /7. I'm addicted to my phone. And it's like, it's sad. And I'm little by, I, I little by little starting to just like let that shit go. Like, unless it's like posting new music or like obviously our podcasts or trying to keep everyone up to date or I'll share a picture of the fam type stuff. I'm really, really trying to like escape from. Oh, that the shit could make dude. you sick, yeah, man. Yeah. Like, like, I'm really just trying to escape from. The social media and the phone, dude, like I want to grow up and, and um, build a a nice platform and obviously use it for the intent of good content and actually promoting awareness on what we feel like. This is our opinion, what we feel like we would like to share to the world. Um, But I do want to like learn to just leave this phone alone, like straight up, like I'm on social media heavy. Um. I listen to music like crazy, but I can go a couple days without it or so. But just the whole like we're our we're gonna grow up with. I remember uh, uh well, you remember Chris? He worked with us uh at at K Day for a bit. Um no. No. Oh Christian. Yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So so he 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 went to school. Uh, I don't want to sound dumb, but for PT, I think it's a uh, physical therapy, right? Yeah. And he just said like people are now having it, but eventually in the future, like people are having problems with their neck and their back because we're always looking down at our phones. Like mm -hmm. that's gonna be a major problem. Like <laughs> our generation, when we get old, people are gonna have back and neck problems because you're always looking down at your phone. 
And it's like, it's that shit real. Makes sense. It's real. Like, this shit's happening now. Kids are, but it's like, I'm really just trying to like stay away from the phone. Like, if it's emails, like, I don't know. I just think we need to learn how to like times, like have time segments when you check your emails and when you check your social media. And then the rest of the day, leave that shit alone. Go do something outside. Chill with your family. Like, do shit that's important to you for real. Like, that's where I'm at right now, and I'm trying to gain that. And, like, at the same time, like, I work two jobs. Stace is always running around. Like, we got a lot of stuff going on, but technically, there's some part in your life or some time of the day or some time in the week or something that you can find that time for what you're really trying to do. You know what I mean? And that's that's the whole goal. And what we were, like, trying to touch on is, like, don't believe the hype. We're idolizing so many people that... For one, and it's like not even religious, but I just don't think that you sh- anyone should idolize anybody. And and I would love to be a huge uh, star, recording artist, and like you're s- or like- in radio, and I'm in myself. Like I would love to be on a large platform where I'm highly respected and I'm able to make a living off this. But I I still I would hope people don't idolize me like a god, and I wouldn't want to idolize others. And we do look up to people like that. We look up to people that are so legendary and. We do idolize athletes, entertainers, performers. Mm-hmm. We idolize, we idolize social media people. You know what I'm saying? Like, or just we our, see our them anything. as like perfect. At the end of the day, they're still human. They yeah, still they have... go through the same mental breakdown, stress, you name it, relationship problems as we freaking do. But the only difference is that we're from we're on the outside looking in, and everything seems perfect. Yeah, and at the same time too. Some of these people are really going through it. You just do not see it. And and the thing, that's why like I like how Stay's saying, like, don't believe the hype. It's true. Cause some people really like are having some issues, but you wouldn't tell and you think, man, like, what I do just to have that spot. But but really it comes with to it be comes in some with of a these, price. Oh yeah. To be in some of these people's positions comes with a lot of problems that you have to mentally because there's some people that can deal with it very well. And then there's some people that just, they totally fall and fold under pressure. Mm-hmm. So it's like, at the end of the day, it's really like how you view it and how you handle these things. Like, you got to just prepare mentally for life and all this stuff. But the whole, like, idolizing people and then that sometimes these people aren't who they say they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, And you hold, we can, you oh, hold them to such a great standard. Like What, what we were going to talk about was, like, the Nas. The Nas and Khalees thing. Yeah, like... So, I don't know if you guys um, have seen the interview that Khalees recently did, but it was on the like all the hip hop news and stuff that uh, Khalees spoke her truth and on on her separation with Nas. And she had mentioned that um, he used to physically abuse her. Um, now, she didn't she didn't put him down in the interview, which I think was really cool. Because she was like, hey, I was trying to hold on to my marriage. I loved him. You know, we were both young. We used to get fucked up. We used to drink and party together. And next thing you know, we would get into these fights. And, you know, I'm not a girl that's going to sit there and take it. I would I would punch him back or I'd hit back, too. You know, I'm a Harlem girl. And um, and next, you know, next thing you know, she'd have bruises or a black eye, whatever. And I guess this went on for a few years from their marriage. And then next thing you know, obviously, we knew that they got a divorce. And 
they kept it real low. Like, she never mentioned why they got a divorce. She was pregnant when they got a divorce um, by him. And he never really cleared up why they got a divorce. And, you know, they kept it between them. So it was always a mystery up until now. And they've been divorced for quite a few years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she's moved on with her life. She's, I, I believe she is married with somebody else. And, um, and you know, from the storytelling point that we know Nas to be, we've always viewed him as kind of like a righteous MC and someone who's very like conscious and who's very like a straightforward type of man. This is the idea we have of Nas through his through his music. Um, he's always kept that mystery about his private life. Yeah. So when this came out, I think a lot of the fans and we were like, what? Like. Well, obviously, Nas. some people were probably going to disagree or try to bash her. And then some people, too, probably change their perspective on how they see him. But at the end of the day, that this is one of those things, too. Because then again, we don't know the true story that if things were changed or said differently or whatever. But a lot of what she says sounds believable. And she's never came out about it before. So it's like. So it's like she's why not now? trying to and she's you? she's doing her own thing. So it's like I don't think she's trying to aim or angle something in her position. And at the same time, too, though, it's like we look at Nas a certain way, too. But at, at the end of the day, it's like this. We're human. We have errors. We have mistakes. We have problems like just because, you know, the message. She did mention that he had like a drinking problem. You know, that he would, like, drink and just black out. And, you know, like, they would both party together. Yeah, like I, I said, I mean, like, I don't think that interview, I don't think she did it out of to gain something from it. I think she just wanted to speak out. And we're at a moment where there's all this female empowerment thing going and, and women are speaking their truth. And I think she wanted to to probably open up and be like, you know, you may not be the only one going through shit like this. Uh-huh. Like even the Beyonce and Jay Z story. How oh, many yeah. times do we know that he cheated on her, but she wanted to save her marriage? Like she was really fighting for their love, and they both kind of did. And he had some underlying issues in in that interview. He oh, yeah. he recently did. Like he was like, you know, my childhood issues. That's were... that's what I'm saying. Is like the thing is, is that we put all these like. We put all these people on pedestals, and that, not only just that, but we ha- we set high standards like, mm-hmm. oh, they're the perfect couple, or oh, he's the perfect person that has a message, or there's people, there's, come on, how many times we hear about it, like, religious people doing bad things, or you hear oh, about yeah. a pastor doing something he shouldn't be doing, or this person, an evangelist, or, or, or a spokesperson, or someone in Congress, like, these are human beings. They make errors. Am I saying it's okay? No, it's not okay. But people make mistakes. And I'm not saying, oh, take take him back. Take him, her back if she's made a really foul mistake in the relationship. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is... Like, people, don't be brainwashed from yeah, yeah, what you guys see. I think we set our standards so high because we watch these movies and what the media sells to you and what the American dream was 40, 50, 60 years ago. And they want to paint this picture like it's supposed to work like that. You know, you you do this step, you do that step. And then next thing you know, it everything's freaking perfect. You don't have no issues. Everything's going to be peachy keen. It doesn't work like that. Two pe- not one, like not two people are alike. Everyone's so different that 
some sometimes you got good days, sometimes you got bad days, but you're not going to be on the same vibrations every single day. Everyone has their own their own we're all individual, yeah, people. So that's all I'm saying is like we have such a hard time coming to grips with that, I think. Or how we like we want people to be like we try to train people like, you know, in the relationship or whatever, but you can't. It's like you got to lay down the law when you first get involved with relations or at a job or workplace like people were gonna always test you Mm -hmm. and the thing is is don't sell yourself short and don't be taken advantage of but also don't be setting people on pedestals or having hot set standards for yourself but don't set some almost impossible standards and you just have to have the best of the best of the best because people have flaws people naturally just have flaws and they could work on them that's a part of the process of life people could always work on it but don't set yourself up for failure and don't be putting these people up there like they're God. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like no matter what they tell you, like everyone in my in my eyes, like is God. You know what I mean? Like we're all some sort. We're in relations to God. We all have that in us. But you yourself are not a God. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Don't don't be out here being a false prophet. But I don't know. It's just this stuff is crazy. But mental health is serious and i think and that's for music that's for everybody so if you have if you feel like you have issues you shouldn't be afraid to speak up on it you know what i mean because everyone goes through it there's many times when i've came to anthony dude and i'd be like yo like i'm out of it i'm feeling this type of way these type of thoughts are going through my head and he's you know he's been there and been like like, hey i felt that way too and it's it's crazy because it's like i I she's talking to me right and I'll literally have the gun to my head like this is how crazy she's making me <laughs> no I'll just explain but nah it's like it's he's like I I'm not gonna kill myself today because you need someone to vent to tomorrow no nah, but it's life is real bro problems are real and I just think life's too short to be like bottling up that energy and then two we use a lot of vices to vent. Some people use like social, social media. media. Some people use narcotics. Some people use weed to vent. With which sometimes they might cool you off, but sometimes you just be high and stressing about the same shit. Or sometimes people use alcohol and see. And that's, you have that's a lot of celebrities that's what that Kalise are. was talking about Nas with the whole alcohol thing, and he would play these things in his head, and maybe it was insecurities, and it's like I think we all go through that, and I just think. Um, there's a majority of men who suffer from that, like insecureness. And I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't, and that, I can't knock a dude for that. But it's like, you got to learn to have confidence in yourself. You got to learn to, to feel comfortable in your skin. That if you have a, a beautiful woman, you have to accept the fact that she's going to get attention regardless mm-hmm. or not. But you can't get upset all the time. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. And you, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like with alcohol and then a problem past, like, I'm not gonna lie, I've dealt with that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I don't think drinking is the greatest thing for me. Having a good time and having some drinks getting a little wasted and tipsy every now and then is cool, but excessively excessively drinking and being in a bad uh environment, environment. or bad uh mindset, oh yeah, alcohol's not my best friend. And I, I don't get violent or nothing. I just think it's a dep- it's like it's a depressant. Like I just think it puts you in a dark place if you're already there so i that's what i'm just saying like i'm like i'm not perfect but i just think alcohol when you're functioning and when you're having a good time it's totally cool when when it's the right occasion or every now and then you want to just 
unwind. But if you're mentally not stable and not in a good place and then you're adding these vices to it, oh, yeah, it's a bad mixture. It's a bad cocktail for sure. Mm -hmm. So... But even like, um, you know, a lot of, you know, the new rappers nowadays, they're kind of speaking up on on that topic. Like Logic, he had that like song about suicide, like um, and then your boy, too. What's his name? Uh, Joyner Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's just like it's, it's something that everyone I think a lot of people go through the fact that. Not a lot of us, you know, I would hope that anyone going through through that has has somebody who they trust that they can speak to. Um, but not everyone does or not everyone feels comfortable saying like, and hey, I'm feeling this way or because we're so stuck on trying to prove to the world that we got it all under control. Yeah, not only that, though, but I feel like being that we're minorities, like are just going like i think if you oh yeah there's been being times young, bro, being young like if you told someone you're going to like where when i've been like down and out and mom's my mom would be like you know levantate de la cama like what are you what do you got to be depressed for you know what i'm saying like get up, and i'm just like being all, yeah, yeah stop being stop laying in bed get up do something but it's just like mom like i'm going through some shit right now you need to just let me freaking be but it's like a lot of minorities we don't talk about mental health yeah, you know what just, i mean it's like you gotta be it's mentally like, get tough. up and go yeah, go you gotta keep be, moving you gotta be mentally tough and you're a punk or a bitch if you're gonna act like that pretty much <laughs> but it's like people go through some real issues and i'm saying like these obviously are probably first world problems that we're having but um but then if you you're see in your mind if you're in your mind so much it could really mess you up though straight but up. then you see like how a lot of our minorities have like alcohol issues we always have that drunk uncle yeah, that's, that, all, that's yeah. how they they yeah, deal real, with it no, real talk though so there is history like meaning years and decades of issues within our family and within our family tree and circles within the minority communities like you see people aren't going to seek help but they're finding help in their vices which could lead to you know financial problems which can lead to uh drug abuse which leads to a whole list of things including uh domestic violence and stuff like that and that happens in a lot of uh, minority homes you know what i'm saying so it's I feel like if there's issues, you should just not be afraid to speak up about it and understand that you're not meant to be perfect. No one's meant to be perfect. And it took me a long time to start realizing that. Like, I was making myself sick over this music shit. Like, bad. Mm -hmm. And it was, like, coming to, not an end, but it was coming to a part where I was, like... Overthinking shit. hell yeah. And I was just, like, this shit was bad, bro. Like, I was, like, breaking down. Like, but... I'm I'm at a point now where it's like I'm at my own pace. Like what in the hell am I doing trying to compete with all these people? You know what I'm saying? Like it's like you're, a, you're it's not a never here to ending. prove anything to anyone. You're here to prove something to yourself and to do obviously what you love and fulfill, mm -hmm. you know, fulfill that space for yourself at the end of the day. You know, if if it comes with the approval of other people, if it comes with the praise of other people, cool. Mm. But it's you know, yeah. Those the way are, that I see it, you're doing it for the you know? right 
reason and you know you're not doing it for the likes the clicks you're doing it because it's something that you love and and when it's always driven in that motive and it's not about like the money and it's not about all of the other things um you know you'll be all you know you'll be all right and don't get me wrong sometimes you may get caught up in that that. assuming that's where you need to be or that's what you that's what would make you feel like solidified or you feel like that's where you need to be at but then you got to snap yourself back into why you really were pursuing this or why this really is more than just what people exactly Mm -hmm. are more than just a hobby or more than it's a lifestyle at the end of the day so you got to do whatever you got to do to make ends meet but if that's really what you're about and what you live you got to be true to that and that's what i feel and I'm I'm grateful that I'm, you know, I am where I'm at. You could ask me in 10 years how I feel about what I'm talking about now. I don't know where I'll be at. And hopefully I'm not in a bitter mind state or wherever I'm at. But right now at 26, I can still say that I'm very optimistic for the future, no matter where I end up. Not only that, though, but I'm just optimistic towards everything. Like the way I view things, like there's so many people out here hustling, but doing shady things. And it's like, I try to ask myself, like, I can't do it. I can't just do stuff that's a quick come up. I can't burn people. It's just not in me to do that. Yeah, I feel you on that. Like, which, I mean, not to get too much into it, but even like when we were, well, you're still in radio, but like when I was in radio, that's why a lot of like the way like people maneuvered, like I don't want to speak down on it because I'm sure some, a lot of, you know, there's people that do it with integrity, but it was just like, at that point in my life, it was kind of like, am I willing to sacrifice and play this game? Yeah. And it was just like, it's like too much stress that I'm it's not like, doing it for the fame. I, I'm doing it because I, you know, you I love the, music. Have I have passion for, you know, the entertainment business. But at the end of the day, it's like, you, you know, I don't know where life's going to take me. So I don't know how this is going to pan out. But at the moment, I am content and I am being fulfilled with us doing this podcast and mm-hmm. me just having a voice here in my on on my own little platform. You know, yeah, yeah, I don't exactly. necessarily have to deal with the stress and the competition and the and the fighting for your position. And it's that not, all of that. Comes and my with. thing is, is like, I don't think that you're afraid to get to to get your hands dirty and have to do that to earn your keep. But I just feel like you don't. You don't need to put yourself through that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I feel like physically and mentally, you don't need to be involved in that shit. Because at the end of the day, it really boils down to politics these days. Polit- mm-hmm. who who's ass you're kissing, politicking, and hard work does have a lot to play with it. Like a lot in this game, hard work does pay off. But, but at a the lot same of it time, is relationships. It, those you're dealing with a lot of egos and. And how you maneuver and how you finesse things. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's a hustle. Anything's a hustle. I'll never knock a hustler. But it's how you go about the business. How are you hustling? How are you maneuvering? At the end of the day is what is really key about it. And that's what separates you from everybody else. You know what I'm saying? So, let's get into... Have you... No, no, no. Oh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Cut me off. I'm trying to say... Let's go. Go ahead. Go, go, go. Have you ever met, like, an artist that, you know... you maybe quote unquote looked up to and you were just like disappointed. <sighs> and this goes back to like us having like certain people at a pedestal. Mm, you know? I don't know. I, I'm trying to think like, 
I don't know. I've I've only met a handful of artists, like, and I can't think of really meeting someone I really, 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 really wanted to meet. So I don't know, but I've only heard through rumors and stuff like that that some of these people aren't really who you think they are. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, again, they're human. And they've exactly. been doing this shit for years. So I'm saying if there's like a fresh off the press artist and they're already an asshole, like, uh-uh, you need to calm it down. That cockiness or you feeling like you're being bombarded with paparazzi and all this, you ask for that. This is what this is what happens when we chase that. You know what I'm saying? But um, if you've been a veteran and you've been in the game like 30 years and you just get tired of dealing with people and people always wanting something, um, it's... I don't know. It's crazy. It like comes with the territory. Yeah, exactly. So I, it's like it's really tough to say. But oh well, when I met Snoop, he's cool as fuck. Like he's really chill and cool. What everybody thinks, that's him. You know, he really comes off with how he seems on social media and television. He's just chill, cool, and he likes to have a good time. And he's shout super out talkative. to the weed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's really. He's t- like, I ain't got time for all this nonsense. Like I'm mellowed out twenty four seven. I'm sure he has his days, you know, but he and he's about his business. So if you ain't talking nothing worth, you know, everyone has their days. You know, sometimes they want to vibe out and chill, and sometimes sometimes they're just about business. But he was really cool to me, you know. And I'm saying like he's really seems like he's the person the way he carries himself. He's a good dude, and he's down to earth, and he's about his family and his money. Yeah, I remember. Um, this was like probably like in 2010 2011 and i was at it was either pay dues or rock the bells and i was really listening to blue and exile heavy uh-huh. and um lrg had a meet and greet with uh blue and exile uh-huh. so during that time i was using this like uh the fly song the song of liberation uh-huh. by blue and everything he was saying was just like speaking to me and i would cry to that song it would just like it would help me through whatever the hell I was going through at the moment. So I'm pretty sure I've told you this story. And nah, tell me. when I got to, you know, to the point of like, I went up to Blue, like it was my turn to like meet and greet him. And I was all like, hey, like, I remember I was pouring out my little heart to him. And I was like, you know, that song really helped, helps me out a lot. And I just want to thank you, you know, for writing something like that. And you could tell he was high as fuck, but he was like, oh, word. And then he just wanted to sign the shit and, like, get me going. <laughs> and then Exile I have stepped a story, in. I have a story about Bro, that. Yeah, he's Exile more, peeped that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Exile <laughs> told me, he's all like, he, like, uh, told me to come over. He's all like, I want to thank you. Thank you for listening and thank you for being a fan. And I wanted to hear that from Blue. Like, yeah, you hey. know, but Blue was, like, strung you know, out, whatever no, he was no, on. No, and no. my heart got so broken. I was all like, oh, my God, hey, he was rude straight, as fuck. If, if Blue is listening, hey, bro, I got a lot of love for you. You are a great artist, Blue in Exile. You guys are kind of like the spark of my beginning. Uh-huh. My beginning in the in the late 2000s. 9 2010 i was listening to a lot of that i got inspired by a lot of that and i ain't gonna lie it was at one of the rock the bells i believe 2011 maybe or no 2011 or 2010 it was the rock one of the rock the bells but it was at the Glen helen amphitheater i didn't go up but my homie david he used to work at me at ups shout out to him for doing it for me he had a card and a cd this is when I was pushing my mixtapes. I was handing out mixtapes at Rock the Bells. I was I was on the foot grind, you know. I wasn't worried about the social platforms that like that then. And um, 
he went up to a booth that he was doing a meet and greet. Obviously, it's his meet and greet, but it wasn't super intensely packed. There was mm-hmm. a, quite a few people, but my buddy uh, David went up there and he he straight told him he's like, I don't want that shit. <laughs> like he's like, hey, my boy is just like he's really interest, interest interested if you took a listen to his stuff and this nine, you know, just real quick. And he's like, check it out. He's like, I don't want that shit. But Exile took it, <laughs> you know. Exile. Was like I'll take it and thanks, man. And then uh, that same day, I ran into Fashan too. I gave Fashan my card and my music, but I'm sure it got tossed. You know what yes. I mean? Like <laughs> it's typical. You know what I'm saying? Like artists helping other artists. Shout out to Exile though, because he's he's really sweet. Like yeah, that... but, but like I said though, ain't no pun intended. No, ain't no. No, hard we foul, love but... you, Blue. You're a very talented man. But I get it. You know what I'm saying? I get it. No, I'm just kidding. And you even, broke you broke Stace's heart. You did. Up. You you broke the 18 year old me me's heart or 17 year old. I don't even fucking remember. I don't even know how old I am now. Um, that's funny that you mentioned that. And then I'm like, who have I met or ran across? Like, I, I actually got to open up for him one time in, in Riverside, but that's for another time. But that was tight, bro. But that was tight. but later on, it's like um, there was all these like news where he would like cancel shows or he would be like really drunk on stage that he would not give a quality performance. And you know, like a lot of the underground hip hop community really fucks with him, like especially that Below the Heavens um album. That was that's a classic. That was album, like you know. Uh, it had a big impact within hip hop and um and he you know there was rumors that he he was on some stuff or and and it just goes back to like you know we look at these artists because of the below the heavens album was very inspiring and and you know what he was saying was obviously speaking to us for whatever we were going through and you know when you see the artists that you're listening to go through some shit or not behave in a in a way well just the way we would like them yeah that we would have an idea because through their music that's the way that they they paint they're painting a masterpiece a beautiful picture and then you just picture them to to be a certain way which it's not their fault they're not entitled to have to be a certain way how you want them it's just you may be a, a good, kind, loving person that's bubbly and loves to be talkative. And and something about that person inspired you or sparked something and you like to share that with them. And then you get the vibe like, oh, all right, cool. <laughs> I'll be like, what the fuck? But it's, a, it's like a part of this whole thing, though, like me being an artist, like I've been dissed so many times. like, And it's embarrassing, bro. But it's like I chose this. I chose to like put myself out there like that where I've been like, not humiliated, but I've been like dissed by artists that I wish that, like, not wish, but I looked up to. I idolized and idolized. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, they kind of just like push you to the side. But it's the name of the game. You get involved in it. And like I said, like, I always try to keep my relations and the way I approach people and the way that I communicate with people on a mutual level, whether they feel that way about me or not, I try to keep it 100 and keep it cool at all times. Because my the way I look at life, or I could be wrong, but I feel like I will run into that person again maybe twice or three times. And it happened. It has happened that I've ran into different artists or different people in this business a few, number of times that I've always tried to keep it respectful and keep it mutual because you just never know. Like in and, and, uh, Scooby used to tell us all the time, shout out to Scooby, he would always say, you never know where you're going to end up in a year. And that's something that I always try to live by is like a, a year is a long time to some, maybe not, but 
a year you have plenty of time to go, but in a year things could flip the script so fast and you may need someone you didn't think you needed or someone may need you that probably didn't think they needed you. You just don't know how drastic and how quick things could change. Like, it's crazy. So it's just, I don't know. I'm not saying be humble and the whole spiel about do this and do that. I'm not here to preach to you. I'm just saying you just really don't know. So you should just, I don't know, work on communication skills and people should really learn to just be a little bit more kind. You know <laughs> what I was... They don't pay to do that. I was taken aback when, when we did the, the rap show concert and DMX came through and he made... He did like a little circle of prayer and he was praying before his performance. Everyone was like crowded around him praying. He was like right before hitting the stage and i was like wow like this is a really spiritual man like you know this was the, the first time me ever seeing dmx you know and i was like what a beautiful freaking moment and then next thing you know they uh, you know towards the end of the show they cut off his mic and he just completely flips out he's like fuck this like you know and i was like whoa we we just had like a really beautiful spiritual praying <laughs> moment and now you're like hella pissed off like so he's in the zone yeah, <laughs> fucking up his vibe but yeah all right moving on yeah it's just like hey everybody ain't who they say they are and just don't i think what we need to do is not take things personal it's nothing personal i just next time i hope you're nicer because we want to keep supporting to all those people that fucking are assholes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> nah, but straight up, it just it, it doesn't cost to be no vaseline. Humble. It doesn't cost to be humble. It doesn't cost to be respectful. It doesn't cost to learn. You can teach yourself a lot of things. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could use a lot of past experiences or a lot of things that I've seen growing up and uh, make it a crutch why I can't be a certain way. But I'm eager and willing to learn every day on how to change and become better every day. And it doesn't cost to do that. So, going to our next segment, let's play some uh, new music. I'll get into the first one. Is that cool? Mm-hmm. All right. This first song is from a, an artist out of the Inland Empire. His name He goes by the name of Peso, and the song's called Player Shit. Shout out to Mars for the reference. Mars Snare. Check it out. Again, this is Peso, and the song's called Player Shit. Crossover, that's AI in the zone. Stop, stop one in my zone. I, I can't fuck with fakes. I can't fuck with the jakes. I still got that case. I'm, I'm rubbing off of the paint. All of my niggas with Lydia, I promise the city they really gon' know. I, I do not do this in Fiji. I'd rather be dripping from niggas I know. Just all in the night. Uh, must be nice. Uh, uh, Rockin' sprucey. They might doozy. I might fuck around. I might risk. I might, I might risk. Uh, can I be wasting my time? 
that play shit. Since that play some shit. This pussy crazy thick. Make them pay for this. I need like eight of them. And show me really what you care about Real. You should press about your whereabouts Cause I was probably in a bitch house I was probably in a fish mouth Can't, can't be mad, how switch now yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still begging it with my gang Many days, we ain't know just how to go and go get that cake Cause the days ain't really changed And some niggas show their colors Got me mad about my cellar How the fuck I chose to trust them Y'all was supposed to be my brothers But y'all let me through the struggle See I'm bragging now And you came back around Little bitches fuck you all these back around So get to acting now He get to bustin' Press the jacket down I eat the booth And nigga get to running Yeah Yeah, she crazy thick. Make up pay for this. I need like eight of them. Go up be like a stadium. Bitch, a quarter Canadian. This that play shit. This this that peso shit. Out the basement shit. I, I won't take no shit. Yeah, she crazy thick. Make up pay for this. I need like eight of them. Go be like a stadium. This that play shit. This that peso shit. Out the basement shit. I won't take no shit. Yeah, she crazy thick. I make up pay for this. Like Gonna be like a stadium, yeah. I might fuck around, I might risk, I might, I might risk. Yeah. Yeah. Can't be wasting my time, playing with no bitch. Mm. Can't be wasting my time, playing with no bitch. Mm. Can't be wasting my time, playing with no bitch. Mm. Yeah, again, that is Peso. You guys can follow him on social media at Y-N-E-P-E-S-O. And he has his music on SoundCloud. He just dropped a new EP called The EP. So make sure you check him out. Stace, who are you going to bring up next? I got somebody who I just ran across on SoundCloud. And she goes by Mona Lisa. And she's from Detroit. And um, you guys can go ahead and follow her at the Mona Lisa on Instagram. That's the M-O-N-A-L-Y-S-E. And the song that I chose is F-W-A um, featuring Black Gold. Let's go. I think you like it when he pissing me off. Get me all excited just to kiss on me soft. I think you like it when he fuck on my vibe. Tip around the hundred, then he kiss on my thighs. I think you like it when he fuck up my hair. Told that nigga I ain't Becky, fuck you thought over here. He like it when he fuck me while I'm mad. I like it cause I know we understand. I like it when I put in my place. Cause the nigga out to tell him get the fuck out my face. Then he tell me what you say then put his hands on my waist. Then I look him in his eyes then I can tell that I'm safe. He said I gotta fix my fucking attitude. Then I fuck him with an attitude. I got an attitude. I think I got a fucking attitude. You lucky I love you. You I'm so lucky because you are really getting on my nerves. It's the last time I'm going to tell you not to do it. Why? You don't try to make me feel like I'm hurt. You make it be this way. When I get an attitude, it's a problem. But when you get an attitude, it's a double standard around this bitch. I know. No, don't touch. Not all back. I am not the one. Come here. I think he like it when he make it 
me weak Bet I bicker with my nigga, he gon' want this physique Puddle dripping on the mattress, I might put him to sleep Told him ain't nobody else gon' give you loving like me I think he like it when he get me on hype When I get to acting crazy, I get crazier pipe When emotions get to flying, it's a crazier flight When you not supposed to have it, bet you saving a slice I'm like, fuck what all you talking about He said you should be in shape the way you running your mouth I'm like, you should be a drain the way you running me out Then he took me by the arm and shut me up on the couch He said I gotta fix my fucking attitude Then I fuck him with an attitude I got an attitude I think I got a fucking attitude You got Then I fuck him with an attitude That was the Mona Lisa. You can follow her on Instagram at the M-O-N-A-L-Y-S-E. Yeah, yeah. So let's get into one more song, actually. This is from A Thousand Words, and the song's called OGs. So check it out. A Thousand Words, OGs. Buy morph tickets. Thanks for tuning in. This is Black Lagoon. Uh, my check. I see y'all faking and make it riding a slow lane. A short bus, dick riding anyone with a name. You know them, you know that type, you know that right. Where they frauds for applause when they hold that mic. Come on. Uh. Most importantly, what we switching the team like Kobe. Most approaching me got no business, I just stick closely. I was the kid that was laughed at with the backpack for dreaming. And even if it was something they wanted, and I had it times 400, I'm 100 miles and running. You running miles for nothing. You play by strings like puppets. I play the strings, it brings it seems the end is coming. See, I've been conscious in my unconsciousness. I woke the fuck up and had to broadcast this. Bombs and alarms, y'all gotta hear my shit. Earthquakes and shakes, y'all gotta feel my shit. These the last dollars I got my clothes fitting loose Skipped a few meals to save up for the booth Chapter 3, I know that it's the same for you too The pain we push through, the pain that we view so In it for fame, main ain't in it a gang bang on limited change till it's richer to change things. No limited tank game at your selling it low range through the holes in your propane. Cause it gassed up with no names. You basic like watching the same movie a thousand times. Call space, you want something new? Listen a thousand rounds. Third world, see no kidders in Espanol. Try me, puto pendejo, te dejo bien lejos. Can't find him. I'm in it from broke beginners. From here's no end it. I'm not pretending to be dependent on trends that send it. Nothing transcendent. I'm pinning a legend again and again. You can shoot me absolutely The only way you can boot me Me losing it on the Lucy You smoking too many Lucy That was murder It's a poopy This groupie's dookie Mistook me because I two piece Get a two piece And a two piece And a loose No matter who see so yeah, I really find a party for me Check me See this with your guys I'm gonna put your hands With my eyes to see I'm a 
Limited talk, start walking and walk. These lying at small stand up, lying and chalk. Can't do shit to a line when all you do is walk. I'm a limited talk, start walking and walk. These lying and small stand up, lying and chalk. Can't do shit to a line when all you do is walk. Yeah. Uh huh. That was 1,000 words. Buying Wolf tickets out now. You guys can check them out on Instagram at one triple zero. So that's the number one T R I P L E zero Z E R O. Yeah, yeah. So what's up? Does that wrap it up, Stace? Um, let me just speak on this, guys. Nicki Minaj and Cardi fans, the coast is clear. I <laughs> we've all oh, seen the picture at the Met Gala. Um, Cardi B recently went on uh the Howard uh Stern show, I believe, and she put um she said, um, I never was feuding with anyone. There was a misunderstanding. I think she felt some type of way about something. I definitely felt some type of way about something. I didn't ever want to talk about it in public because i felt like we are going to see each other again and we are going to talk about it and then she said um i spoke to her at the met gala about it and it was like see it was it was something that just had to be talked about um there was an issue and uh the issue was something that the press didn't know because i i don't like talking i'm not going uh to talk about it but i really felt a certain a certain type of way my feelings were hurt that's why i keep to myself that's why i don't fuck with nobody mm. um you women and your drama yeah so um <laughs> i can go back to too. listening to chun lee as soon as i saw that picture i <laughs> gave i gave um uh chun lee some stream uh play hey just like just like you're <laughs> and clowning I threw me the Buns just on. like you're clowning me, just <laughs> like because I had the ponytail last week. I'm gonna start calling you Chun Thi. You're like the Chun Thi Chun Li. Calling me a Chun Thi instead <laughs> of Chun Li. Whatever, Anthony. Uh, no pun intended. It's all love. Shout out to everyone listening to the podcast. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. My crew at B Dubs made me so proud because they actually were like speaking about like our last topic, and I was like, oh my god, you guys are listening. Now I'm gonna pull up like, hey, yo, it's the celebrity. I'm Stacey's friend. Hook me up <laughs> with all the wings and all the beer on tap. So, um, shout out to Cisco, Ralphie, Madi, Akira, and everyone else who has tuned in. And I'm going to make sure everyone subscribes and listens to our podcast. And shout out to everyone that's been supporting us since day one. Again, this is episode six. Uh, we're doing uh, our best we can to stay consistent. We're, we're trying to give you guys what uh, we feel and our opinion on certain topics. And uh, we just enjoy talking and being able to share it on our platform. Something that we own and that we'd like to share to the world. Again, if you would like to participate in getting your music played on our podcast, all you got to do is email your bio, an MP3 preferably, and all your social media plugs so we can let the world know how to find you and how to get your music at allincheckpodcast at gmail.com. And then you can also check out our website, allincheckpodcast.com. And also, if you would like to be sponsored on our episode or be sponsored on our websites or anything like that, you guys can reach out. We do take donations or a fee. It's up to you guys what you guys would like to do. We appreciate everybody reaching out. 
We appreciate everybody subscribing, liking, and commenting. Please share it and tell people about us. We really do appreciate it. Again, you guys can reach out to us at allincheckpodcast.com or allincheckpodcast at gmail. We do respond very quickly if you guys reach out to us. All right. Thank you guys very much. I'm ARS. And I'm Stace Fresh. We're signing out. This is the All In Check Podcast. Peace. Peace.